Welcome to day 23 of our Marian Consecration and a blessed December for you. This is Father Zach, and I hope you are enjoying the Marian Consecration. If it hasn't been easy, that means it's going to be really good afterwards. So I just want to encourage you to persevere as always. And one invitation as well is to review your month of November, review the readings, and just thank and praise God for the many blessings that occurred during this month of November, especially as we begin December. One way of growing simply is by giving thanks and praise to God for the many blessings, but often we miss it because we just don't take time to review and reflect and even repent. A sign of that can be where we may have missed God or just simply been ungrateful. If you haven't stated your why yet, please press pause as to why you are doing the Marian Consecration and we'll begin shortly. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Day 23, Maternal Mediation. Father Michael Gately writes, As one of our guides to Consecration Day, Pope St. John Paul II is a triple gift. Not only is he a Marian saint like our other three guides, not only is he brilliant and thoroughly trained in theology like de Montfort and Colbe, but he's also a pope. Therefore, his words carry the teaching authority of the successor of St. Peter and the authoritative weight of an ecumenical council. Well, this is true in the sense that his teachings on the Mother of God are deeply rooted in the authoritative Mariology of the Second Vatican Council. Because of this dependence on the council, before we look at John Paul's teaching on Marian consecration, Let's see what the Council has to say about Mary. Tomorrow, we'll begin to ponder how John Paul builds on Vatican II's teaching. One can find the main Marian teaching of Vatican II in the last chapter of the dogmatic constitution of the Church, known by its Latin title, Lumen Gentium. The heart of these teachings has to do with what's usually called Mary's maternal mediation. Maternal mediation basically means that Mary is our spiritual mother, hence the word maternal, who assists us from heaven with her prayers and motherly care to help bring us to God, hence mediation. While the term maternal should be familiar, mediation may need some explaining. A mediator is someone who stands between two people for the sake of bringing them into unity. Thus, Jesus Christ is the medi is media a mediator. He is the one who, after the fall, stands between God and fallen humanity to bring us back into communion with God. And there is only one, as St. Paul makes clear, quote, There is one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ, end quote. See 1 Timothy Chapter 2, verse 5. If there's only one media between God and man, 
And if that one meteor is Jesus Christ, then why does the Second Vatican Council describe Mary as a mediator? Because God is generous. In other words, Jesus doesn't keep his role as mediator to himself. He wants Mary, and not just Mary, but all Christians, to share in his one mediation, though in subordinate ways. For instance, each of us shares in Christ's one mediation when we pray for one another in Christ. In men- I mentioned a similar point in the introduction when I wrote that God wants all of us to participate in his work of salvation. I also mentioned there that Mary has a uniquely important role in this work. Again, according to the Vatican, Vatican Second Council, this special role is captured by the phrase maternal mediation. Among creatures, Mary's role in the ongoing work of salvation is by far the most important. She, ha- she was given such an important role, not from some inner necessity on God's part, but from the divine pleasure. Again, we see God's generosity in including us in the work of redemption. We, the very same creatures he came to redeem. The following passage from Lumen Gentium summarizes Mary's cooperation in this work both when she was on earth and now as she is in heaven. The Second Vatican Council document Lumen Gentium says, The Blessed Virgin was on this earth the Virgin Mother of the Redeemer, and above all others, and in a singular way the generous associate and humble handmaid of the Lord. She conceived, brought forth, and nourished Christ. She presented him to the Father in the temple and was united with him by compassion as he died on the cross. In this singular way, she cooperated by her obedience, faith, hope, and burning charity in the work of our Savior in giving back supernatural life to souls. Wherefore, she is our mother in the order of grace. This maternity of Mary in the order of grace began with the consent which she gave in faith at the Annunciation and which she sustained without wavering beneath the cross and lasts until the eternal fulfillment of all the elect. Taken up to heaven, she did not lay aside this salvific duty, but by her constant intercession continued to bring us the gifts of eternal salvation. By her maternal charity, she cares for the brethren of her son, who still journey on earth surrounded by dangers and difficulties until they are led to the happiness of their true home. Therefore, the Blessed Virgin is invoked by the Church under the titles of Advocate, Auxiliatrix, Adjutrix, and Mediatrix. This, however, is to be so understood that it neither takes away from nor adds anything to the dignity and efficaciousness of Christ the One Mediator. End quote. So, while on earth, Mary cooperated with God's plan of salvation above all others, 
particularly by giving birth to and caring for Jesus. Now in heaven, Mary still cooperates in a special way with God's way in God's plan of salvation. Through her constant intercession and maternal charity, she brings us grace, mercy, and the gifts of eternal salvation. Tomorrow, we'll begin to see how John Paul develops this teaching on Mary's motherhood in the order of grace. For now, we can reflect on this great gift of God. Mary is our spiritual mother, whose God-given task is to nurture us with tender care and the gifts and graces that come to us through her loving prayers. Today's prayer, come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. And so we pray that prayer 10 times. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, Fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. Come Holy Spirit, living in Mary, fill my heart with praise to God for giving me Mary as my spiritual mother. St. John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.